Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight June Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty. Did I need so well? Uh, it's the third part of um, 7th of June, 1970. A time before either of us existed or were even glints in the eyes of our parents. 1970, they, they probably all thought, we don't want children. Why uh, would we no, want children? In 1970, my parents already had three kids and they would have been thinking, fuck having any oh, more. Yeah. My, God. my parents yeah. had kids in 65, 67 mm. and 68. Mm. But effectively it was 66, 67, 68 because my first brother was like right on the cusp of 66. Right. So basically they had three kids in a row, one after and the other. And when you other. come along? Disgusting. And I didn't come along till 1975. So you've got to ask yourself, and no one's ever fucking told me, was I a mistake? Or bearing in mind that my dad left, like, I think a year after I'd been born, was I an attempted sticking plaster baby? What do you think? Could be either, but either way, it fucking didn't work out, did it? Because he was off. I was the fucking straw that broke the camel's back, mate. No, don't say that, mate. <laughs> don't say that about yourself. No, but it's good because it's driven me, hasn't it? Because Has it? Yeah, because I've been driven in life to sort right. of maybe prove that I, you know, that I... That you're that worth I, something. That I'm, that I'm of some value. Well, well, I think you are. Good, thanks, mate. You you, you, you know, you're, you do this, this creative endeavour with me, which yeah. pays the bills, yeah. so it's worth that. And what about, but when will we get my dad to say that I'm of value? That's like, what it's all about. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could get I could get him on as a human of honour. Yeah, but still, even if you, you there, did, even if you did, him. how will you how will you work the question? You'd have to be casual about it because he'll sniff <laughs> a set up a mile off. Oh, he'll know it's coming. Yeah, he'll know it's, it's all about that. And then, of course, you, in 1975, you had your fourth child. This is what he would definitely say if you said that to him. He'd go, did I? <laughs> Are you sure? He prides himself really on either on not knowing any details. So he'll go, mm. I'll go to him. I go to my kids. Watch this. Watch this. Dad, <laughs> Dad, Baz, I call him Baz. How old am I? And he just goes, I've no idea. And I go, roughly, what what sort of, like, what is it, 30s, 40s, 50s? Couldn't tell you. Don't know. 31. Yeah. <laughs> and he's really, he's really like, I don't know, for some reason he's proud of that. I go, what year was I born? No idea. Don't know. 
<laughs> oh god! I'm spending Christmas Day with him this year, first time ever. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. What's What's the location? At my brother Theo's house, which okay. I, I never spend Christmas there. It just happens, worked out there this year. I'm really excited, but my dad always goes to his house. So right. I effectively invited myself and my whole family and my mother-in-law round to my brother's house, which was quite okay. cheeky, but it was just yeah. what I what was necessary. <laughs> right? Do you feel, do you, I mean, I'm feeling now, we're pre-recording this for the Christmas period. I feel as though an emergency pod may come out of it. Well, I hope I hope not. I hope that I did used to on Christmas Day sometimes we'd go round there like in the evening briefly, like to my dad's mm. house. Do you know what I mean? So like we'd have Christmas Day at ours, and then sometimes he'd come over, or like somehow we'd get over to his, do a few presents. But usually we'd see him on Boxing Day. But I've never done a whole Christmas Day with him, whole day, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I did say to him, I said, guess what? Something special this year for Christmas. And he went, oh, really? What? (laughs) You know, I doubt that. (laughs) And I'm like, we are going to spend Christmas together. Who's we? Me and you. Why? Oh, man. Because I'm coming round to Theo's. Are you? Oh, is that where? And then he sort of pretends that he doesn't know that's where he goes every year. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you're going there. Why? Well, that's where you've gone for the last fucking 20 years, you mad cunt. Have I? I have no recollection of any of that. Okay, well, anyway, you are. And so am I. Hmm. Okay, that's nice, isn't it? Won't that be lovely? Hmm. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You've got a laugh, haven't you? It drives me. It drives me. Yeah, good. I've bought him two brilliant presents. I bought him that Beatles book, one, two, three, four, the one I keep banging on about. Yeah. And another book by the same guy, the best of Craig Brown, because he just does funny mm. general writing. General writing, that, this, mm. that, and the other. And I know my dad finds him funny. So, Father, I bought you two books that you may approve of. Do you oh, approve right. of them? And by extension, me? Uh, I won't be reading those. I can't be bothered. I was going to say, I thought he'd say, he'd say, yeah, I've met Craig Brown, he's an arsehole. Yes, yes. That is like, that is a classic thing he would say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I really do. Yeah, there will be some good content out of it for sure. Uh, I, I just hope I don't throw food idea. at him this time because that would ruin it. Uh. I feel, oh, we just said, I feel we just like said 1970. De- I feel I've developed as a man since then. Anyway, yeah, yeah 1970. So, so like, there is, I am around. not on the agenda at all with either of my parents. No. They've got two. No. They've got three fucking toddlers wrecking the place. They think the last thing we need now is another kid. Um, but mm. they're probably getting some respite from some of this music. I mean, 1970. Mm. I oh, it's outside top 40, so I can't talk about it. Yeah, you can't, unfortunately. You know, go about, on, mention it if you want. Well, I was just seeing Simon and Garfunkel in the charts, which would have been obviously one of the big albums of that year. And my mum and dad were like very, very heavily into that album. I know that because it was yeah. them, them who got me yeah. into it. Bridge Over Troubled Water, of course. Yeah, absolutely loved the whole album. I absolutely love it. S- same. My dad taped it and used to get played in the car quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, this will have been... 
Christ, eight or nine years after it was released, it was still like, <laughs> yeah. this is our favourite album. Yeah. We have three same, albums we listen to. This same for me in the 80s. But then yeah. again, I look at my kids and the albums that they're into, and like a lot of their favourite music is not only from way before they were born. Some of it is from either before we were born, me and my wife, or like, you know, like when we were very little. Like, So, for instance, my daughter's got heavily into Stevie Wonder over the last year or right, so, yeah. right? And so her favourite record is Songs of the Key of Life, probably my favourite record ever. And um, she asked me all these questions because she just assumes that if it was in the past, I was there. So she's been asking me a lot of questions about it. And I'm like, to be honest, I don't know. I think it came out the year I was born or something. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. don't know. I wasn't. This is old to me, let alone you. Yeah, but there's no rules anymore. They'll just listen to whatever. It doesn't matter. I suppose when it's you've from. got access to everything, so why not? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great big jukebox. Like when I was a kid, I was massively into music. Early eighties, that was when there'd been rock and roll or whatever modern pop music had been around for thirty years. That in itself was forty years ago. So they've now got this massive treasure trove. Of you know, rock music. and roll, like in its purest form, that we would think rock and roll with people with quips yeah. and and all the rest of it. Teddy I keep boys. thinking, I was thinking, I was trying to work out what the, we talked before about our, I think we both liked when we were kids, rock and roll music. My dad, it was the main music really that my dad would play, come pick me up at the weekend, we'd often drive mm-hmm. out to see my grandparents or whatever, and he'd often have like a best, a kind of golden greats rock and roll cassette right. on in the car, and I was like really into it, but I can't remember the exact one it was so the other day I was looking around thinking it's just a really good compilation of that sort of music of all the classics on and then I remember the record we used to have in the house which is the soundtrack to that will be the day starring David Essex yeah and co-starring Ringo Starr and I I thought do you know what I'm going to fucking watch that film I'm going to watch it this weekend and it may even be diveable yeah because it's got strong yesterday's heroes vibes, I think. It has, but it's got a, really a cracking has. soundtrack, and there was a sequel as well, wasn't there? Oh, what was the sequel called? Was it called um, Stardust or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. And then, yeah, is it the rise to the top? Like David Essex works at a fairground, but then he rises yeah. through the ranks of rock star. and roll. Brilliant. Yeah. It's getting watched, it is. mate. It's probably, there must be the same people who worked on yesterday's hero. Shall I get on Just Watch you know just mean? quickly now? See, see where it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got the vinyl of that soundtrack. Yeah. I picked it up at a car boot it's, sale or something. Yeah, it's some a great such. sort of illustrated kind of cover of David Essex at the fairground with yeah. Ringo in the background, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, great we'll times. have a dive of that if it's, yeah. if it's out there. It'll be on YouTube, surely, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, found it. Got the it. 1973 movie, it is available... To rent on Apple Ugh. TV for £3.49. I'm not paying for it. But you can also rent it on on subs. No, nothing that you're likely to have. Studio Canal. You don't have subscription to oh. that, do you? Um, no. And then, But you can rent it. The cheapest price I can find it for is £2.49 on Amazon or YouTube. I reckon it's, it's worth also, it. Yeah, it's on, it's on YouTube to rent. Yeah, that's why I'm looking at that now. Rent for one ninety nine. Oh, on YouTube. Oh, it says two forty nine there. Maybe it's two forty nine for HD. Yeah, one ninety nine HD reduced from three forty nine. Must be a special offer. Do you ever pay the extra pound for HD? 
Like Sky, if you do a movie on Nick, says, here's the I never, price. I never rent movies. Don't you? Very rarely. I would pay extra for HD, I think, though, yeah. Really? Like, if I you don't. put the football on SD by mistake, it's it's awful. I watch a film on SD, I don't fucking care. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, you just sit, like, right near the screen? Doesn't hurt my eyes. Nothing wrong with my eyes, I t- Paul. I tell you, I've never seen... I've never seen... Um, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, right? So I've got it in my nut. Got to see Lawrence of Arabia, but you can only see it at the cinema apparently. Too wide yeah. to watch on the box. Really? Yeah, it's you don't been see on the box before. You don't see the edges. You don't yeah. see the edges of the desert. You bothered about the edges? Yeah, I want to see the. Ho- I want to drink the well, whole thing you, in. What? When you go sit, when you sit and watch a film on the telly, oh. you look at the edges. Sometimes the edges are the best bits. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> But in the middle's the best What are the bit. edges like in this movie? Any good? That's what they do it for. That's what they make films for, they, like they do. They point the camera at the middle bit. They put the, the best, be- best put the best bit Where in the, the middle. the action is, yeah. Fuck the edges. Like with a biscuit. Exactly. All of the edges of the biscuit can be the best bit. If you've got a Jacob's Club, the orange flavoured Jacob's Club, I will nibble off the chocolate around the edges. Oh yeah, that's nice. And then eat the rest of it. So that's that's an example of the edges being the best bit. Yeah, get in touch if you can think of something where the edges are better than the middle. Then we'd (laughs) be delighted to hear your examples. You know the number oh eight (laughs) hundred. Oh, I can't wait Uh, for that. I wonder. There's so much World Cup football this weekend when we're recording this. I'm not sure I'm going to find the time to watch that. Will be the day, but I'm going to have to try. Mm. Yeah. Does it have to be this weekend? We're well, doing just, these I've now got, so we I've got the bug. time off. I've got the bug now. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, okay. it'd be really good. I might start compiling a list of great films, classics that I'll watch during our time off over Christmas. Lovely. Yeah. Stardust's on there as well on YouTube movies, if you want to. So that's a sequel when he's really hit the, the big time, that's, right? That's that's £2.49 in SD for people like you. Yeah. And three forty nine in HD for people like me. It might be that your eyesight's so much better than mine that you can appreciate the HD, whereas my eyesight's so bad that I can't right. pick up the difference. It's all things just a blur. Well, I was at a parents' Whatever evening last night. Genre. And I got up from one of the parents. Parents' evenings, mate, are really tough emotional experiences. For everyone involved, right? Mm. I really felt for my daughter because, first of all, it's just tense. You're in a big room. All your mates are there. Your peers are there. But you're there with your parents, which is always... Let's Mm. be honest. Even if you get on with your parents, you know, she gets on with us. But I I know what it's like. It's awkward, right? It just feels awkward because you've got... You're between your two different worlds and you've probably got two slightly different personas that you employ for each, right? Yeah, of course. And so there's all liars. There's that. There's loads of people in the room, and you're just going from one to another. GCSEs are so hard. There's fucking so many subjects you're doing. So you're just one thing from another, and each teacher's going, "You're, you're doing all right, but you got to do this, this, and this." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, all right, I will." But then you go to the next teacher, and they're going, "Yeah, you're doing all right, but you got to do this, 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 and this." And you just go, "Yeah, all right, I will, I will." The yeah. teachers are stressed because they're having to make, they're having to keep everything in their head. What am I going to say to each student? How am I going to deal with these parents? The heads yeah. floating around, keeping an eye on all of us. Yeah, yeah. I came away, I felt completely exhausted by the experience, Brilliant. and I didn't even, as a parent, it's fairly stressful, but probably the least bad for the parent. Depending yeah, yeah. on not your kid. I mean, I suppose if they're all saying your kid's a cunt, then that's stressful. But luckily, most of them seem to quite like mine. But I'm like, 
I came away, I said to my daughter, fucking hell, that must have been like, that must have been traumatising. She went, yeah. And I said, I tell you what, we're not going to talk about any of that that was said for at least a couple mm. of days because I feel stressed just listening to it and I'm not the cunt who has to fucking go in, enact and execute the shit do they're it. telling you to execute do. Execute the plan. Jesus, he's a mad. You're doing, you're juggling nine things at once. I can barely juggle fucking two. I know, I've seen you. I mean, you're learning about physics, then you're learning oh. how to speak French, then you're also yeah. studying a play by William Shakespeare, but it's all happening every fucking day. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I've, I've seen you try to deal with a sandwich and a bag of crisps at the same time. Well, impossible. Yeah. I, get, well, I have to have a nap well, afterwards. I do. I've I often always... have a nap after a busy morning. I think yeah. I'll just grab a 20-minute nap now before I start the afternoon. Not if you're at school doing your GCSEs. Can't do it. Bang, you just fucking dissected a frog, right? Now you're doing psychology. Go to that room on the other side of the school and study the human brain. Fucking yeah. hell, are you serious? Yeah. I well, do a learning it, though, course once a week. Once a week yeah. I do it and it stresses me out. Right. And then I have a little bit of work, homework to do and I have to get it in by the following Friday. It's just one thing. Right. And, and it's and it's it, sometimes I get stressed. I think, am I going to get the work done? Am I going to get it right? Do I understand this? Have I done the reading? And then last night I was thinking, imagine that times fucking nine, unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, I did it. I passed all my GCSEs, but I mean, fucking hell, I brought it back to me last night. It's more stressful than anything else I've ever done. More stressful than A levels. More stressful than a degree. More stressful than work. You know, grown up work. Yeah, I think the 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 child brain has more um, elasticity, though. Yeah, that's true. They, they, that's they, true. They, they can cope with it. Yeah, they haven't wrecked their brain with various substances and. There's that, and, and also like even have. without the substances, you just get into patterns as you get older, where you are more focused on just one thing. I mean, speak to an old person; they can't fucking. They will just literally talk at you about what yeah. their routine has been that day, and you cannot get them to deviate off the. So, if the house is on fire. My mum will still be telling me over and over again about one thing that happened earlier in the week where she went for coffee with her mate. Mm. And I go, "Yeah, that's all very well, but the house is on fire," <clears throat> and she was carrying. On. Well, she said to me, "She said I don't usually have sugar in my coffee." And I said, well, why have you had one today? And she said, I don't know. And I thought, well, that's strange. Mum, the house is on fucking fire. Yeah. Jalapeño. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Jalapeño. Going to the, the, the parents' evenings, I've always gone with my ex-wife, mm. even after we were divorced, because we've always co-parented mm. <laughs> to the best of our abilities yeah. in the most mature fashion yeah. possible. It's, it's worked, I think. But she always takes along a notebook Whoa. and a pen. And when the teachers are giving out the advice that the kids have got to do, oh, no. she's scribbling away. She's writing it down. Oh, no. And and so is your you kid there as well at the time? Because there are ones the kid always yeah. has to come, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's notes. I mean, I, I think what we should do is fucking film it. Get the phone out <laughs> and say to the teacher, I think you should wear, I film this? I think you should wear a body cam like the old building. Yeah. Yeah. Parent oh, cam. Wear them all Parent the time. cam. I film it all for legal reasons. Yeah, we should, we'll end up all wearing them eventually. Everyone wears them now. Like, sh- shop assistants wear them and stuff. I did, a, I did a documentary for BBC Three about the Big Brother state and about how, yeah. you know, CCTV increased a huge amount under New Labour and that. It was because they cut police... Yeah, police budgets are always being cut, so they go, just put cameras up instead. Then you don't need as many bobbies on the beat, right? And uh, anyway, one of the... It was one of these things where you're pretending to be mischievous, you know, and doing all this mischievous sort of guerrilla documentary making. It's all Mm. fucking bollocks, right? But that's what we were pretending to do. And uh, I went up to Middlesbrough because Middlesbrough had one of the highest number of city centre uh, cameras, right? Right. They'd put, they had more than fucking any city or something. So we went to the council to interview the geezer who was responsible, head of cameras. Mm. And when we walked into the room, you know, usually you'd go in, you'd meet them, da-da-da, and go, right, we're going to set up the camera now, and this is how the interview's going to go. But on this one, what we did was we had the camera rolling all the time wherever we went. So we walked into the room, into his room, and he went... Hello, nice to meet you. And he was a, uh, you know, like he was he was a squat, bald, no nonsense. What do you call them, smoggies, right? Yeah. And I went hello, and he went right. So what we're we gonna do then? Where do you want to film it? And then he went hang about. What's he doing? And I said, <laughs> and you and you see it in the documentary because I tried to be casual. I go, oh, filming. He goes, is there filming now? Are you filming it now? And I go, yeah. Why are you doing that? And I said, well, we're, we're working on the assumption that you've got no problem at all being filmed all the time. Judging by the mm. amount of cameras you've got up around the city centre. That's right. I was trying to be a clever cunt. Well, it backfired because yeah. he just put his hand on the camera and he went to me, you yeah. don't fucking play games with me and I won't play games with you, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now fuck off back to London or I'll ram that fucking camera right up your cockney ass (laughs) yeah it was stupid anyway I mean he was right to have the ump (laughs) I knew it at the time I was talking to someone recently who who works um, let's say adjacent to law law enforcement Mm. and he says it is pretty much impossible to get away with a crime now because there's so many cameras around it's interesting you say that because I think about crimes doing crimes quite a lot doing crimes and I always think how would I do it do you know what I mean we all do don't we yeah everyone does and then you but now whenever I think it through when I used to think it through when I was younger they seemed plausible but now I'm thinking I'd be spotted because I was thinking of I won't how can I say this I have to, I've got this plan to nick some equipment that I need that's expensive but I know a place that has it right and I reckon right 
I was thinking I could steal that and it would be fine because they'd get the insurance, right? And actually, how big is it? Would you need a car or a van, or could you? Yeah, get more well, exactly. I'd, I'd I'd need a car at least. Yeah, right. right? So straight away, I'm thinking, well, I'd have to nick a car because I couldn't do it in mm. my own car because it'd be caught on camera, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, I could wear a balaclava, so then even if the cameras caught me, they wouldn't know it was me. But then I thought, but then they they string together footage from a sequence of cameras and they Movements. could go all the way yeah, back to sorry. the moment which I left my house. And even if yeah. I left my house in the balaclava, they'd still think, well, it's some cunt who lives in that house. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And you've, so you, you've you just got think it all through. Point, you've got to disappear yourself at some point and then reappear. Yeah. Like that cunt on Chorlton and the Wheelies. <laughs> yeah. They used to just go down into the ground then come up again somewhere else. That's the easy only cunt who'd be able to get away with a crime in this sort of yeah. day and age. Yeah. So I thought it yeah, through. The, the, yeah, plus, plus DNA. DNA. Cameras plus DNA, you're fucking getting away with a crime. Because we had this You've got plan. To be a genius or really lucky. Years ago, we had this plan to nick koi carp because there was a Japanese koi mm. pond in a park in London. And we nice. saw how much they were going for. And me and my mate were like, well, we could go we're down on our mopeds, you yeah. know, and cover the, the, the number plates with carrier bags. And then mm. one of us goes in and just gets the koi cup. You just p- pick them up. With different, different carrier bags but to put the koi slow. cup in. They're slow animals. You know, you just get yeah. in, you pick it straight up out in the middle of the night. You stick it in a bag with mm. some water. You run back to the gates. You pe- hand it straight over to your mate. He jumps on the moped and he drives back to wherever you're going to. The, to the lockup. Take, yeah. take this cart back to the lockup. And you wait for your carp fence, your koi carp fence, to come and, like, you know, cough up for them. Yeah. Uh, but, but even then, now, the koi carp fence is going to be tracked by yeah. CCTV, aren't they? Because unless they're as careful as you are... Yeah. I just you know, don't you're only think... As strong as, you're only as strong as the weakest link in your chin. Yeah, exactly. So, no. So, that koi carp thing, we had that in our back pocket for years, but no, it's not going to work. And nor is my new scam. Because it's just too yeah. many cameras and too much DNA. A life of crime is not for us, Sam. The only thing is, it's good that people can't get away with crimes because it discourages them. But crimes will still happen. And if you don't have bobbies on the beat, someone might get hurt. Yeah. Just a word of warning there. um, Like a threat. To the listeners. And also, just we haven't said this in a while, just remember to check your tits, your bits, and your shits. Yeah. Good. Good advice. Mm. As we enter the new year. Speaking of crime, yeah, let's have a look at the number one single this week, In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. Yeah. And have a little look at the lyrics and think about how much attitudes have changed Yeah, in the 53 years since it was number one. Starts yeah. off all right. Yeah. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. Yeah. That sounds like a great way to spend a summer's day. Mm. Just, Just fucking just making the most of the whole thing count me in yeah then when the weather's fine you got women you got women on your mind ah i mean you might do there might be some attractive um scantily clad women around but um you shouldn't really be thinking about them too much uh leave them alone let them be yeah think about them in your own time maybe but not too excessively yeah. either The and then 
Ray Dorset, who of course is the singer with Mungo Jerry, then goes on, have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. <laughs> it's 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 have a it's drink, pivoted. have a drive, go out and Whatever. see what you can find. What you can find? Do a, go out and do a little crime. Go out and see where the action is. There's no cameras. Do you remember no there was such a, thing as there was, DNA? There was, there was quite a powerful drink driving ad with "This Is the Soundtrack." Probably about at least twenty years ago, maybe more. Uh, mm. I remember it really well because it was just a bunch of people having a great time in a in a beer garden somewhere in the country. Wee, right. and it was in the summertime. Diddle, diddle. And then it says, "Have a drink and a drive." And then all of a sudden, it cuts to the daft cunt who's just been carrying a tray of beers to him, yeah. like you know, down the road. A minute later, gone through his yeah. windscreen, pissed. Yeah, because of course the countryside is where drink driving is semi-legal. Yeah, <laughs> or traditionally has been. Yeah. Have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. It goes on. Uh, if her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. Yeah. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Oh, uh, hang on. No. No, exactly. I'm not condoning <laughs> I know this. you're not. I know you're not. I think you're, <laughs> you're flagging this up. You're flagging up a, a very so problematic issue in this song. It's taken a and very I- dark turn. I don't think you hear this one all that much on Heart 70s if you tune into that station when you're out and about. So, and then we go back to the earlier theme. Uh, Speed along the lane. Do a ton or a ton and 25. Fucking hell. 125 mile an hour down the country lane. In 1970. When you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) With some Doris in the back seat. Oh, you're off to do whatever you feel with just because you found out yeah. her old man was a fucking dustman. I think the purpose of doing 125 is to impress her. Yeah. Because the next line, when the sun goes down, you can make it, make it good in a lay-by. Fuck off. That is disgusting, this mate. Is appalling. So let's get your day straight. You've woken up. You've seen the sun shining. You've thought, great. You've had a stretch up to the sky. Lovely way to start. Maybe a bit of yoga, right? Loosen up a bit. Yeah. Then, bang! You fired into the local fucking juicer in your motor. You fucking sunk God knows how many cold beers. You picked up mm. some Doris, found out what her old man does. He first does, question. He doesn't Se- sound first like... question is, what's in your handbag? Second question is, what does your dad do? What does your dad do? Turns out, oh, bit of this, bit of that. You know, he had a market stall, but that didn't work out. Now he's doing a bit of painting and decorating. You go, all right, stop there. I've heard enough. Come on, Good let's enough. go for a drive. Get in. get in the back. I'm going to try and get this up to 125. Watch this. <laughs> he's like, right, it'll be dark soon. I'll pull over in this lay base so we can have it off. Can't I have some dinner? No way. What did you say Dad did? Paint and decorate a no. part-time. You're not getting a dinner out on me, love. No, if he's a bank manager, I'll feed you, but otherwise, no. <laughs> Sorry. That's the rules. Wasn't it enough? You got a ride around. I did 125 up there. What more do you want from me? When was the last time you went in a car that went that fast? Probably never. <laughs> now, then it goes on to, it gets a bit weird. Uh, uh, obscure. We're not great people. We're not dirty. We're not mean. Mm-hmm. We love everybody, but we do as we please. Oh, libertarian sort of thing, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Nihilists. 
Mm. When the weather's fine, we go fishing or go swimming in the sea. We're always happy. Life's for living. Yeah, that's our philosophy. Yeah, um, I mean, this is an interesting position because when you're young, you know, this is reminiscent, very reminiscent of the Supergrass hit, All Right, isn't it? Really reminiscent. Yeah. I mean, you, you're probably quite a big influence on it I now, thinking about it. By yeah. This. yeah. And when that was out, and I was, you know, I felt young and free when that came out. So it was a song mm-hmm. that sort of spoke to me, I suppose, and a lot of us. And I thought, yeah, it's great. But actually, I look at it now, these lyrics, and I think it's all very well saying it's an expression of youthful <clears throat> freedom, rebelliousness, mm-hmm. you know, joy. And isn't that great? But actually, it is also, there's something a bit Thatcherite about it. Because taking that position yeah. that we're going to do what the fuck we want, but we're good people, and it, we will, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, that's up to us. Yeah. But, but you so don't understand does. that we're all connected. Whether you like it or not, we are all connected, and our actions will always have some imperceptible impact on exactly. someone else. And if yeah. you're going around saying, oh, well, it doesn't affect anyone else, well, actually... If you're getting pissed up in the middle of the day and fucking speeding down country lanes, sooner or later, that is going to have an impact on people in big and small ways. So think on. Yeah. You're not just young and free. You're a fucking Tory. (laughs) Um, When the winter's here, yeah, it's party time. Okay, we're in winter now. Mm. Uh, Bring your bottle, wear your bright clothes. It'll soon be summertime. Well... It'll, it'll not. It'll be about six months till it's summertime. It's quite a while. And we'll sing again. We'll go driving. Or maybe we'll settle down. Mm. If she's rich, if she's nice, bring your friends and we'll all go into town. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but I don't like the vibe. Yeah, what if I she's poor like and not nice? Well, if she's poor, as you just said, do what you feel. But you can go into town if she's if she's rich. Again, do you see that there's like a Thatcherite sort of yeah, perspective yeah. underpinning all of this? This is an yeah. elitism, there's snobbery, yeah, and there is a rampant individualism and a refusal to accept that society exists. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's got a great melody though, mm. and a great oh, instrumental yeah. lovely. tune, which is unfortunate. Like Maybe we should re-record it with some new lyrics. Yeah, something a little bit more palatable for liberal, progressive-minded yeah, folk. Yeah, appalling. But it's truly appalling. I mean, Supergrass, they weren't trying to fill someone up in a lay-by. They were just trying to keep their teeth nice and clean. Oh, well, yeah. So Still, though, I've, that's I've, all right. I, still, I, well, I mean, it's not now, but we will return to the Supergrass hit should it ever come up on Tune Machine and reassess some of those lyrics to see if we can find any kind of ultra-individualistic Thatcherite yeah. sentiment in them. Fascistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there you go. That was number one for seven weeks in the summer of 1970. There's various interesting things about him. Hang on a minute, mate. You'll know this. Didn't the lead singer of Mungo Jerry have a famous offspring? That Ray Dorset. Drings a bell to me that someone from Mungo Jerry spawned someone who later became famous. Uh, I have some facts about him here, mm. but they do not seem to mention. Was he sort of famous? Was offspring. he mixed race with big mutton chops? Yeah, yeah, that's the fella. Yeah, uh, he's a father of six, right? Uh, from three marriages, two children per marriage. 
Well, um, doesn't surprise me, based on what I know of him on the lyrics of this song. He, he owns two rest, two houses and a restaurant. Mm. He is a Freemason. <laughs> and is a member of he's a member of Chelsea Lodge number three zero nine eight. Um, and he was uh, singing the song in a five-part documentary called Inside the Freemasons in 2017. Uh, on a, a sadder note, he suffered from irritable bowel syndrome for over 45 oh, years, that's which he blames on rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, OK. Uh, in 2021, he was interviewed by Mike Reed, the TV presenter yeah. and former Saturday Superstore host. Yeah. And he revealed he'd recovered from open heart surgery. He no longer has his trademark sideburns because they had been difficult to manage in hospital. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <What the fuck>? <laughs> <laughs> Although his hair is all real, but he dyes it. <laughs> um, Anything about his, nothing about his kids. Nothing about his kids. Okay. That's the end of the 1970 tune machine dive. I don't. There's nowhere else we can go from that. I don't think. No, nope. it's a natural so, and uh, happy conclusion. Sort of. So thanks for listening, and I hope we've all learned something. And uh, goodbye. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.